Hello, and welcome to On Net Radio. I am your host, Faden Cross, and with me, standing in for Dale Flashpoint, is the wonderful voice actor extraordinaire, Jake McCaskill. Jake, how you doing? I'm doing good, Faden. How are you doing? You know, it is a grand fucking day to talk about some goddamn video games. That You just took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, they were very aggressive words, so I just had to catch them. No, for sure. I understand. <laughs> I need to work on that, but that's okay. Yeah, no, it's very inappropriate of you to come on to the show with that language, but you know what? <laughs> it's better to come out of my mouth than yours. On behalf of everyone who talks like that, I apologize. <laughs> what game have you been playing this month? This month, I have actually been playing Resident Evil 4 on the Switch because I've been wanting to play. I I, I played uh, the first Resident Evil a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm still in kind of a Resident Evil kick, but I want to keep playing on my Switch because I can lay in bed and do it. And then I was like, I haven't played Resident Evil 4 in a while, and I love that game. So I've been playing that, and I've almost beaten it. How's it on Switch? Is it pretty similar to the PS2 version or the Wii version? Yeah, it, it I would say it's probably closer to the ps2 version than the wii version but it's really um i mean honestly it's 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 as good as it's ever been the only thing is i i think it's the analog sticks on the switch you can't be quite as precise with aiming you have to be a little bit more finicky about it but other than that it's it's as good as it's ever been where are you at in the game um i just got to the island so, Ooh. like the last, last act or so. What What's your favorite level in Resident Evil Four? I I I always love the uh, castle. I do love the castle, but there's something about the village that is just like it's. I, when I think about Resident Evil Four, I think about the village, even though there is a whole castle and island. Obviously, I just feel like that's its identity for me, the village, because mm-hmm. that's where you know you kind of get into everything and it's super eerie so that's my favorite but i can definitely see why you like the castle i mean it's it's the village then the castle then the island for me for me the castle is where the game kind of kicks up the ga- like ridiculousness to 11 with the short, <laughs> yeah. Napole- short napoleon character who's just wa- walking around and just being like a little gremlin oh no for sure <laughs> like salazar is his name or something like that yeah yep yeah just an absolute weirdo that's good. Are you looking forward to the remake? I don't know. I have to see what the remake looks like first. You know what? That's a fair point. I could I could be, but I don't know. Yeah, what what are you playing? Oh, I was going to say what game shouldn't be remade though is Star Wars Galaxies. I was going to say The Last of Us actually when you say that, but <laughs> cuz apparently they're doing that, but that's beside the point. That's Star Wars wild. Galaxies shouldn't be remade. No, it is absolutely perfect in its uh, old form. I have gotten into the uh, Star Wars Galaxy Restoration 3, which is a specific fan project of bringing Star Wars Galaxy to life. And it is honestly just very delightful. And um, I don't know, it's fulfilling this need to grind in a menial task like Mm -hmm. uh, mining or farming or building droids, which I'm getting into. I'm trying to, you know, make some droids. I want to make, like, a big droidica. Not a big one, but I want to make a big one, but you can't. Yeah, but yeah. Can. I... Yeah. It'd be nice to just walk around and have a droidica kill things for me. That's everyone's dream. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds really cool. I, I, and 
I'm being non-combat whatsoever, except for, I guess, ship shooting, but that doesn't technically count as a combat class for some reason. Can your droidica... So you can make a droidica, right? Just not a big mm -hmm. one? No, not a big one. Not like the Boba Fett big droidicas. Right. So is it like Pokemon, then? You just have your droidica do the fighting for you? I mean, yeah, but the enemies will probably still target me and wreck my butt. Okay. I mean, I'm just a really squishy Twi'lek that's just trying to make his way in the galaxy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's really been what I've been getting into. Okay, that's that cool. That Elden Ring, but I'm saving that for next month. That makes sense. <laughs> I've heard some decent things about Elden Ring. It's pretty good, apparently. It's Apparently. That's what they say. Yeah. But Jake, we do something on this podcast... Before we get into the game, we like to do what I call the elevator pitch. I'm going to okay. give you 30 seconds to describe our game this month, which is Telling Lies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me get that timer out. <laughs> okay. On your mark, get set, go. Okay, so Telling Lies is a detective sim where... You don't do anything but scour countless videos to find out what happens and how it got there. Uh, there is a mystery that isn't obvious at the very beginning, and you have to take words that are said in the videos to search for other videos to find out, uh, to get through as much of the story as you can in five game hours. Time, you're done. <laughs> that was... That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 30 seconds sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's basically so, telling lies. So how, how I, about we I think so. Yeah, how about we yeah. crack into this bad boy fully? Full spoilers. Um, let me get some basic details. Telling Lies is a video game developed by Sam Barlow and Furious Bees, published by Annapurna Interactive. Basically the A24 of gaming. Mm. It has come onto Microsoft Windows, iOS, and Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. I think we both played it on Game Pass? Yes. Which, uh, I was so happy when this game came to Game Pass. I, I heard so many good things about it, and I, I'm just absolutely thrilled that we played yeah, it. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by it. So Did you did you play her story? I did not. Did you? Yes. Uh so I played the first game that Sam Barlow uh directed, which was her story, which is pretty similar but it's only one woman and it's basically her being interrogated by the police for an unknown crime. Hmm. I highly recommend that game if anyone who played Telling Lies liked it. Do you think that play, having played that first, um, telling lies made more sense to you? The mechanics were exactly the same, where you have to search for keywords and videos. So that did help, for sure. Mm -hmm. But also, okay. I think what helped me the most was my rigorous note-taking. Okay. I have uh, about 2,300 words written in my notes for telling lies. Wow. I just had my little laptop going while I was watching videos. Well, that's cool. I did not really do that. I did write a couple <laughs> names down for when I had to 
close the game and then come back later. Mm -hmm. I would write things down like Steven. Mm -hmm. Some other words that I've already forgotten, but yeah, <laughs> no. So I gotcha. What do you remember a word that was a felt absolutely silly writing down? Like, did you any weird keywords? You know what? Maybe give me a second here because I'm gonna hold on. Do you do you have anything? Yeah, yeah, well, I, I have one that stands out. Um, yoga tits. Nope. <laughs> Don't even remember that being said. I will <laughs> say that I did not know how to get through all of them. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I, I just kind of I should say I didn't know how to get through all of them in like a reasonable amount of time because there's so much silence in the videos so mm -hmm. a lot of the time i would like skip through the video and just read the subtitles to get like the gist of what they're saying mm -hmm. and then if i if i realized i was hitting something vital i would like stop and i'd be like i'd try to listen to how they said it and things like that but yeah there's a lot of silence in the videos i noticed yeah i think the biggest crime of this game is not being able to go to the beginning of a video yeah, that's certainly part of it for me. I actually did kind of want to talk about the negatives before we got into the positives, but we can do it however you want to do it. Yeah, what what didn't you like about it? What rubbed you the wrong way? Well, I also want to say that the reason that I want to do that is because the positives to me greatly outweigh the negatives because mm -hmm. the negatives were just something that it was like a learning curve. Um, mm -hmm. so I'll just I'll just say it. So I did not get it when i first started um there are certain arbitrary limitations like you have this uh what is it called reticle which is a search a search engine built into the game where you can search by keywords set in the video which is super cool that like uh, like i said in the 30 second thing it feels like a detective sim because you're literally scouring like the tiniest details throughout the videos but you're limited to five videos that include that word which mm -hmm. makes sense because if every video that included the word A, for example, <laughs> was in there, you'd be able to spoil the whole game for yourself. It's mm -hmm. an arbitrary limitation, but it makes sense so that you can't spoil the whole game for yourself. It's a really good friction because it makes you realize, oh, there's conversations I'm missing right? that I wish I could see. Yeah. And then I also noticed that the game is like two, two and a half, two point four stars on, uh, on Game Pass. I don't think that's what it deserves. I think that it's no. like a four out of five at least. But I bet you the reason that it's two, it's two point four stars is because of the same, the same frustration that I had, which is what am I even supposed to do at the very beginning of this game? I did not realize. Like I don't think there was anything that was like. There was this mystery, and you need to go through these videos to solve it. Like, even if I'd had something like a, a somebody dies, or there was a death here, and you need to mm -hmm. figure out who it was and what led to that. I okay, feel like so that would have made so much more sense to me. Unless I... Yeah. I have to ask. Did yeah. you look through the uh, trash bin on the desktop in the game? I... I think I did, but aren't there just, like, pictures? Oh, no, not the... Sorry, there was a message from someone that gave you oh. the videos. The uh, NSA civilian. He, uh... Oh. There, on the computer, there was, like, a message of him saying, 
you know, getting these videos were hard and everything, but after recognizing two of the faces on the videos, I can see why you wanted them. Hmm. And so, like, that was what I read first. That you know, gave me a clue in that I'm really looking for, like, kind of two relatively famous people, in a sense. Like, there is some notoriety to two of these people. Hmm. And I assume one of them, you know, David. <laughs> and then I'm assuming Ava's the other one. Ava or Maxine? Uh, well, Maxine, I don't know, because Ava's the singer, and she's like the the sort of poster child for that movement. True. But that is true. Was there any other negatives before we... Uh... No, I, I was actually going to say, like, so once I got over not understanding what to do and then realizing that I only had five videos to work with each time I searched a keyword, like, I was able to get through the rest of the game and i felt like a detective like i actually felt like it and i've never experienced that before in a, in a game and i never played her story because maybe i would have if i played that but that's that's all i got yeah so yeah it, it really like you felt like you were unraveling a mystery and coming yeah. to your own conclusions as opposed to being told what the conclusions are right and honestly like that was it the rest of the game was a really interesting experience um there were a couple things that I'm still confused by, but I think I might have had I might have missed a few videos, which we can talk about later. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that was my that was those were my negatives. So what about uh, what about you? I mean, really, the only negative I had was just not being able to hit play from the beginning to these videos. You have to like hold, click your mouse, hold down all the way to the left, swipe it to the left, and just rewind very very slowly. Hmm. I just. Man, that frustrated me so much sometimes. But, you know, other than that, game was pretty... I really liked the acting. I was legitimately shocked how much I liked the acting. Yeah, well, you know, they're all, like, TV and, and movie stars. Yep. Yeah, I was just, like, I looked at the cast list and kind of what they've been in before, and just pretty mm -hmm. extensive resumes for almost everyone. For sure. The person who plays Maxine, she was in Westworld. Yep. Um, the guy who plays David is the guy who gets vaporized by Vulture in Homecoming because he wants oh, to really? be the shocker. He's uh, also uh, in Prometheus as the captain, from my understanding. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Um, Alexander Ship, Alexandra Ship, who played Ava, she is Storm in the uh, new X Men movies. Oh, cool. I did not know that, but now that you mention it, I remember. And it looks like the woman who plays Emma, Carrie Bishy, she is in just a ton that I haven't seen, like Narcos, um, Argo, I think. Argo, yes, Argo. She was in Argo. Yeah, she was in Penny Dreadful as Sister Molly Finister. Okay. Don't know who that is. Never watched the show. <sighs> that's that's fair. Penny Dreadful is a good. It was a good show. We should watch it. Okay. So I guess we should talk about the characters, right? Because it kind of really revolves around these characters having these one-on-one conver -on -one conversations, which, oh, man, what, them reacting in silence is just impressive sometimes. Yeah, I... Oh, that was another arbitrary limitation. We should... Unless they had, like, headphones in, which I never saw. They had, like, earphones mm -hmm. or anything. Um... It never made sense that we couldn't also hear the 
audio coming from the video that we were watching them watch, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's that's whatever. Yeah, I kind of get that, but I also do like trying to figure out, like, okay, based on this conversation, where can I find the reciprocal video? And when I realized oh, I could sure. just look at the timestamps and had to get used to the time zone change mm-hmm. between Michigan and L.A. Oh, yeah. Let's just say, as both of us being from Michigan dudes, mm-hmm. Michigan peeps, pretty neat mm-hmm. that it's in Michigan and in Detroit and Ann Arbor. Yeah. I actually thought that was pretty cool. Um, I know you said the writer was British, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it was set in Michigan. Probably some of the other writers were from the area. Possibly. Oh, I do have, I just want to say, I, I pulled up the game and I do have a couple, uh, keywords here that I, that I kept that were a little bit different. Um, oh, yeah. so Convergence took me a little <laughs> while to search that one. And then Bellevue Lake and <laughs> Green Storm specifically and then steven question mark steven question mark question mark question mark Mm -hmm. i have pigeons pigeons is one of them oh really yep okay (laughs) i mean if it works it works i i think i only got steven for like one video so i mean it was just that one video with uh emma just (laughs) moaning steven's name steven's name while brushing her teeth to mess with her husband david super cool yeah, let's talk about these characters, though. I really want to talk about David. Sure, let's do it. What was your first impression of him? What did you think he was doing? I I was super confused. It it took me a little while for him to, to, to realize that he was, like, undercover for something. And I, I, I really, I didn't, I did not, I did not understand. <laughs> I was really confused. I, um, there were times when I thought he was a bit of a douche. And times when I was like, maybe he's just like really, really in the game, like mm-hmm. not like telling lies, but like in the game of his of his job. He seems really stressed out. Yeah. So he, for those you know, who he, didn't play, his job was a uh, FBI informant. Yeah. Yep. He uh, was supposed to be undercover and I think he had fake names and stuff. And Yeah. But always go by David still. Keep your first name. So if people walk up to you on the street and they say, you know. Your first name, like, they're not saying, like, oh, Carl, how are you doing? And then the person next to you is, Carl, I thought your name was Ken. Right. And and have his last names be super freaking generic. Yep. (laughs) Jones, Miller. Martin. Or or Miller, that's what it is. No, you're right, Miller. I don't know, some, just generic. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He did care about his daughter, though. Both of them. (laughs) <laughs> I think so. I just think that he um I mean I don't think we got the thing about these videos is they're kind of specific so it's like it's hard to really gauge the full spectrum of their emotions about certain things. You kind of have to fill in the gaps yourself, but I did think it was interesting that it seemed like the game was trying to pull one over on us a couple times because her uh his daughter Alba had one of those glowworm things, but then so did Ava. And so sometimes yep. I was like, who's he talking to? And it took me a couple more searches to figure out who he was talking to. So Yeah, I so what I saw and like I want to talk about that Glowworm video because I thought that was interesting in the game. Where uh mm-hmm. David starts seeing one of the uh he's there to infiltrate what, like an environmentalist group? 
because they think that they might lead them to like extremist group who do cr- criminal cr- like activities mm-hmm. in order to uh, stop a pipeline being built. Mm-hmm. Prosperin, something Pro- like that. Yeah. Prospect. Prosperin, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and he starts like getting into a relationship with Ava, and then Ava has this conversation about, here is this glowworm I've had ever since I was a kid. And I noticed that the video of Elba, his daughter, like all the way in L.A., mm-hmm. she was given a glowworm by David, and it's her new present and her new favorite thing. So he sees that Ava has a glowworm and buys it for Elba. Mm. And, like, I don't know, something about that is just kind of creepy to me. Like, you're giving your daughter your <laughs> girlfriend who you're lying to's glowworm toy from her childhood. I don't know. It's, like, so many layers of, like, creepy and unnerving to me. Oh, I mean, it's weird, for sure. I think David's just a weird dude. I think, yeah, David is a... I think they're all kind of... Honestly, I thought they were all weird, except Ava. I actually... I thought Emma was fine. I I guess, yeah, Emma and Emma and Ava, but Ava really just seemed like to be... Which, I guess, is ironic to say this, but I kind of saw her as an innocent bystander in this. I mean, she really was, though. I mean, she wasn't doing anything. David was pushing her to become more, like, violent. Extreme, so, yeah. Yeah. Which, it just... Oh, it's so, uh, I mean, it really like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you're going along with them. You're mm-hmm. like in there too. You're like, you're in the room. It's just no one's, no one's, you know, acknowledging you. Yeah. Like David completely, uh, what is it called? Assimilates himself into Ava's friend group and her activist group mm-hmm. and just becomes one of, one of the, uh, fellow, like, like environmental warriors and he just does it so smoothly. It's so manipulative. And, like mm-hmm. the it not just him but like the FBI overall because they're like we need it's almost like they need a certain um narrative yep to play out. It, yeah, they it, there's a conversation uh David has with his uh handler, FBI handler uh Mike mm-hmm. who tells him that we need to uh paint them as the American jihadists. Right. Which is like a very specific term and absolutely relates to what the FBI has done to left-wing groups, Muslim groups, and like Black Panther parties. Mm-hmm. Like this is all just actually based off of real history of just the FBI infiltrating these groups and honestly encouraging them to commit violence to essentially entrap them for a crime. Because the goal mm-hmm. isn't to... um basically prevent the crime the goal is to basically stop these communities from forming any sort of resistance to american power right and so once you infiltrate one group and then someone is outed well then Mm -hmm. everyone starts doubting each other and these groups tear themselves from the inside because how can you trust these people like david david is in a relationship with ava like she would never suspect him to be a police officer trying to send her to jail when she says that she's pregnant on the boat. I was literally about to say that. I was about to say, like, this whole thing just took such a turn. Like, how is he going to hide this? What's mm-hmm. he? What's his plan? And, like, 
Oh man, I I was as you were talking about it, like right before you mentioned that video, I was thinking about that video. So it it was so harrowing watching David try to worm his way around like keeping the relationship while just panicking that he yeah. got this woman pregnant. Yeah. Did you get the video where they talked about key names, like code words? No, I don't I don't think I did. So David has this conversation with his handler where he says, well, here, let me go over all the code words I have for everyone in this mission. I'm Prince Charming. And Ava is Snow White. I remember. Okay, yes, I did. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. And it's just so creepy that he paints himself as Prince Charming because, like, the explicit goal is to have Ava fall in love with him. They have, like, a profile of her and, like, what she would like romantically. And so he was specifically picked to, like, target her and to form a relationship with her mm. and it's just absolutely dark and you know we have documents that the fbi has done shit like this i believe not it even just the fbi sure. like the rcmp the uh, canadian police they have also done stuff like this when infiltrating the g20 protests honestly like i felt like i, wa I binge watched a whole netflix series in like <laughs> two sittings um <laughs> but it was cool because it was like I got to be kind of involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was depressing, though. Like, it was a really depressing story. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't... I guess there was one thing about it that I didn't really... You know what we haven't done? We've been talking about all these characters, but we haven't really talked about their... Like, who they are. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do that after? Um. Yeah, we, we can do it right now, actually. I'm sure anyone who's listening is like, oh, Ava, Emma, Maxine, I think, David? Yep. Who are all these people? Yeah, l l yeah. Um, so David, he's basically our, like our main character. He is our protagonist, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little editorializing there. Um, <laughs> he is an FBI informant who is married to Emma. Emma and David have a child, Elba. Elba is like in first grade. David is told to fall in a relationship with Ava, who lives in Detroit, Michigan. Meanwhile, during all this time while David's having these like Skype calls with Emma to try to keep the relationship going, even though it's not going well at all, and uh, all these calls with Ava to try to like romance her and all that stuff and like talk to her parents all. All the, all the good things you do in a relationship and all the video calls you do in a new relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he finds a woman who also has the username Snow White, but she is a cam girl, and that is Maxine. Which is very interesting to me that he chooses Ava's name as Snow White for the mission, and then talks to a cam girl and pays her money to talk also going by the username snow white then she becomes yoga tits which he does not like <laughs> he is very angry about that and it is uncomfortable the whole thing is uncomfortable <laughs> do, we, do um, we want to talk about maxine a little bit and her story yeah you know now that i think about it i, I i'm i might have missed something because like if you took Maxine out of the story, I don't think I would have noticed anything different. So maybe you saw some stuff I didn't, because what I saw was 
he was talking to her. I missed the initial video. I don't think I saw the very first video where they like first talk. Um, mm -hmm. But I saw, you know, some videos and then eventually she has a wig and then she's no longer French. And then yep. she is found out and he goes to her uh, uh, set in Ohio and she yeah. shoots him in the leg. And he, I, okay. I assume, gets I love arrested. that scene. I love that scene so much. Can we just talk about that real quick? That's one of yeah. my favorite videos in the game where David comes to try to get like all the videos that she made copies of, of him talking to her about all the work he does. Okay, never mind. We need to actually take a step back. <laughs> Let mm -hmm. me break down why I think Maxine's important to the story. Okay, yeah. That'll probably help. We'll set up that video later. Sorry to keep you all in suspense. Okay. So Maxine <laughs> is um she is a cam girl selling a fantasy. She pretends that she's French and whatnot. She's like, I'm from Paris in like a really like flamboyant, sexy lady French accent. And David just he gets this idea in his head that like he understands she is not real, but he thinks at one like the more they spend time with each other and the more they talk and the more she like tells her quote unquote life story. He starts thinking, oh, wait, no, I am getting to know the real. Well, I think at that point he thinks her name is Michelle because that's what she tells him. Mm -hmm. uh, he thinks he's getting to know the real Michelle, a woman from Paris, had to flee, abusive boyfriend, whole story. So he starts telling the actual truth about his life. He doesn't tell her any lies because he thinks they're both actually being real. This is his escape from all the lies he tells his wife and Ava. And so you kind of actually get the most truth out of David watching these videos. But David also has a sense of ownership around women, and it manifests really explicitly with Maxine. Whenever she changes her hair, or she like drops the French accent and tries a different persona, she goes into a sporty mode and calls herself Yoga Tits, and he's super mad about that. <laughs> you get all these glimpses that like David thinks that this is a real relationship and he should try to like find out about her. Eventually she just blocks his ass because he's being really creepy. And then he uh st creates a new account, tries to talk to her again and she's like no block. And then she's going to meet a prince charming for a, a hookup essentially, but you know, she's a sex worker so she's getting paid. Mm -hmm. But she already knows it's David because she's not dumb. She is probably the smartest character in this whole entire game. <laughs> she does definitely play everyone like a fiddle in a good way. Yes. Yeah. And she already has a gun ready just in case David, you know, goes off the handle. He comes down into her apartment and he basically threatens her with a gun saying, you know, you better remove the videos. And she just calls his bluff saying, you're not going to shoot me. And he's like, all right, well, I'm putting the gun down to leave it as a threat. And then she says the greatest line. Well, mine is bigger. Pulls out her gun. He calls her bluff, but she wasn't bluffing, and she shoots him in the leg. <laughs> and then the cops are already on their way when he gets yeah. there. Yeah, she informs him, I already called the cops, saying that, like, you broke in. Ohio's a stand-your-ground state. <laughs> so. And so she, she beats David, you know? <laughs> that's, yeah. And I think that's the last video with her in it, right? Yeah, that is the last video with her. Oh, and she wants him to run a marathon or something. I don't know. Something about running a marathon. It's mentioned very briefly. I actually don't know about the marathon part. Well, 
in uh yeah at some point he was like i should run a marathon or something and then in his last video he's like i guess i'm running a marathon now maxine uh oh. <laughs> when he addresses everybody and he's like uh not that it matters now but we'll get to that <laughs> what a fucking drama queen uh yeah is there a character you want to talk to it sounds like you really attached to ava i i just really felt for her i i feel like because they tried to like david was trying to force ava to become this extremist poster person and like i don't know because she was just like she just cared about the environment you know it was like a yeah. like a like a, she was just a protester yep. and then she meets this person who she think also you know has the same passion for the environment i mean they're constantly saying water is life trying to not let this pipeline happen and then she gets manipulated she falls in love with david and you know when she tells david that she's pregnant and he he says that's great i mean i really feel like she was letting herself be like very vulnerable in that moment like if he says it's going to if he says it's okay then then i feel like i'm safe and this will be good because when he says that's great she's like yeah the actor for Ava, she's so good. I thought she was the best. Like, I thought yeah. they were all good, but I, I, I truly thought that she was, like, just the most natural in every scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And then, I mean, at the end, she... I You know, I, I tried to find a couple videos that was when she was talking to, to David, because I know she gets ar- she's scared, and then she gets arrested, and I couldn't find David's side of that. Um, but then I think I saw the video where he's ta- he's confronting Mike about it. Um, but then, you know, she won't let David see Star, who is their kid, um, a few months later. And Did you get the video <sighs> where he tries to see Star? Yeah. I was like, that's, I don't know how you thought that was going to go, buddy, because he literally goes up to her in a park, her babysitter, I think, yeah. in a park. And I she's also there. But, oh, yeah, that, that makes more sense. Um, because yeah i think it was her mom helping out pushing the stroller because ava was nearby sounded like she was about to kill his ass for a second (laughs) she's probably very mad but yeah i just i feel like she'll probably well i don't know i was gonna say she'll probably be okay but i don't know what happens after david does his thing so yeah i don't know do i think do i want to talk about emma real quick and what she has to go through that's also really sad. There's a lot of sadness in this in this game. Yeah, you want to talk about Emma? Yeah, okay. So Emma was probably the character I saw the least of, honestly. Emma and Elba, David's wife and daughter that live in L.A. Mm-hmm. But there's one scene where Emma's talking about how, like, oh, my psyche valve for the FBI says we're the perfect couple to be able to have this happen because I'm just good at going through it apparently but she mentioned something about you know we're both good at lying i've lied at tests before and there's this like weird string throughout all of it that like kept me wondering like why is emma like what is she talking about lies for like in this specific way it sounds like there's something big did you get the Mm -hmm. paul conversations yeah yeah okay i'm gonna set this one up because i think it's one of my favorite videos too like just it's like in the top. Yeah, like no, that was a great three. one for sure. I know what you're the talking dollhouse about. The dollhouse one. Yeah. Just a like that is like <laughs> that <laughs> Emma's actor, she is <laughs> she is doing a lot of work 
Um, so Elba, their daughter, has this big dollhouse, and Emma was like, "Hey, David, let's let's play dolls for a second. And she lays out the story that there's Emma and her uh, abusive boyfriend Paul, who she gets away from, but it, he's constantly harassing her. But there's this police officer, David, who const- who like makes her feel safe by hanging outside her apartment at night just in case Paul shows up. And Emma is able to finally sleep because she knows that David is there to stop Paul from arriving and from coming into her life to be abusive. Well, one day, Paul decides to pay Emma a visit. And (laughs) David just lets him go on up into the apartment. And then Paul doesn't actually, like, he's being emotionally abusive, but he's not being physically in this instance. Because he starts break down crying in front of Emma while they're like standing in the doorway. And Emma has this great line where she says, And then I hugged him because when you are a nurse and you see an older adult male male crying, what you do is you hug them. Just to like get like some sense of safety and to calm them down. And that's when David decides to show up. And, like, David pulls out his gun, scaring the crap out of both of them. Paul wasn't going to do anything. And then Paul, sorry, and then David shoots Paul. But it doesn't kill him instantly. He bleeds out for ten minutes. And David tells Emma to not help him. And of course she wouldn't. David has a gun and could probably kill her if he wanted to. Because (laughs) why wouldn't he if she didn't listen to him? Like, he is a fucking terrifying person. And Emma says from that point that every single day she has been scared of David. And then at the end of the video, she says, I am no longer scared. Then she hangs up. And it is just, it was, (laughs) it was a hard watch, honestly. But it was really good. I, yeah, I, like, this is where I'm like, David's actually, like, a really, really bad person. Yeah, that, that was... That was tough. Why Why do you think she's no longer scared of David? Because it has finally broken and she has regained her strength in this sort of like emotional way where she realizes that he is a full monster. I think like the amount of times he has like lied to her, not because it's part of the job, but just because he is lying to her has like fully affected her. Hmm. And it just he, he like he constantly says he'll be back in time for Thanksgiving to watch uh, a recital. Elba's recital. Oh yeah, be back in time for the recital. Doesn't do that. I'll be back in time for Thanksgiving. Doesn't do that. Instead, apparently, (laughs) has sex with Ava in the morning of Thanksgiving, which is, according to Ava, when they conceived. Um, Then, in the afternoon, (laughs) calls Emma and has a fight about him not being there and, and him just kind of being an overall jerk because it's his job. He's doing this from a diner, which is interesting. I don't know why you'd do that in a diner. There was a woman like behind him that she, I don't know, I'd be uncomfortable hearing this fight going down. And then later that night, he calls Maxine <laughs> in a video call in the diner. Just doing all the rounds. Just doing all the rounds, hitting every single woman in his life. And it's just really weird that you're talking to a cam girl on video in a diner. <laughs> yeah, that's... I would have blocked him too. <laughs> Man. I think we can all agree that if there's any good person in this story, it's definitely David. 
he just had the most he was a mary sue probably um yeah david is a mary sue that is true um, <laughs> did you have a supporting character that stood out to you emma's well i loved alba she was just like i mean she was the most innocent i think but i don't think yeah i don't really know if she i mean obviously but i thought emma's mom was kind of um a fat like an interesting like piece of the puzzle too yeah and when she passed away emma you know i i just felt so so bad for emma and then david's like i'm not gonna be able to make the funeral and emma's like that's not what i'm talking about jesus so what about you i i did see that conversation can you like tell me more about it oh um yeah, no, that was one of the, oh, man, you should definitely go back and try to find it because that was one of the best Emma scenes, in my opinion, in the whole game because she's crying. She's like, my mom passed away at 4 a.m. last night. And you can see, like, actual tears fall down her face. And I I, I watched so many videos that I'm. it's a little bit hard to tell, but I did find a little bit later in the video, she's like, I don't care about the funeral right now like that's not what i'm talking about and then at the end of the video she's like when you get back i want to talk but i want to talk in person and then i found the david video and he's like emma i'm so sorry um i'm not going to be able to make the funeral and then at the end of the video when she says she wants to talk when he gets back he's like okay and he's like smiling i don't think he i don't think he understands like his but smiling in like a like, sure, I'll talk to you, you know, like, whatever you want to do. And, and like, it's like he doesn't get that, like, there are other people's lives and emotions in play here. Yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah. only concerned with his life and what he's doing. Yeah. Yep. Just doesn't matter the consequence. Damn. Yeah, I, d- I didn't get too much into the Meemaw stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I just thought because uh, she has dementia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did you see the scene? Yeah, she where definitely she, does. Where she talks to um, to talks to David about Paul. Yes, and he's like, "Well, Paul was a bad guy," and he's yeah. like calling her Dan or uh, she's calling him Daniel or something. Yeah, and he, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know who Daniel is. I don't know if that's somebody else in their family or something. But she's like, Daniel. Daniel is her husband. That is. The oh, husband. oh, yeah, man. Okay. Um yeah. well then she, she has she has dementia, like full blown dementia. Yeah. But she talks up David too. She's like, David's handsome like you and other things like that too. But she I mean, but yeah. the praise for David is way less than Paul. I don't and know. also she does to, I I remember seeing a conversation between Laura and Emma that Laura mentioned something that David works all the time. And that's a bad thing. Mm, mm-hmm. And David gets really defensive about that. He's like, it's important work, Laura. It's like, who? Is it? Is it important work? Is it important work to entrap these poor kids who just want to make the world a better place? And you decide to make them, like, escalate in order to paint left-wing groups as violent and extremists and that they should be out of society? Is that important? And he's like, yes. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Duh. The the game is called David Telling Lies. Guys, <laughs> this is my show. This is this is me. I mean, let's talk about his suicide video because he definitely made it about him. Oh, 100%. He was like, this is my story. 
and I'm going out yeah. my way. Yeah, I want you to understand that Daddy tried to do something good. <laughs> I also think that it's so weird. That was such a weird choice to me. I, I honestly felt like he just didn't want to deal with the consequences, so he took the easy way out. It, it is, and he's doing it in a way where it's like he's still the good guy. Like I'm doing a good action, blowing up this bridge that'll only delay this corporation by months, and it's not actually going to really do anything. Oh, I thought he. Oh wow, I didn't yeah. realize he was at the bridge. I thought he was just yep. on the boat. Nope, on he the was FBI's at the bridge. boat. Yeah, he was trying. He was doing what he uh, he wanted others to do to try to criminalize him for. He decided to blow up the bridge himself and like he like makes the video out to like emma ava elba star and, and maxine. maxine just for, is... for a second well, that's <laughs> super just weird shot your ass she shot your ass you're limping from it <laughs> and you're dedicating it to her i don't think he was dedicating it but he definitely was able to get in a line referencing her because he didn't yeah. say much. He was just like, I'm doing a marathon now, Maxine. Which is still a weird thing to include in your final in your final yeah. moments. But like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he basically just made it about his act and that all the women in his life should be very impressed with him. Look at him doing something real. And he's like, Emma, you deserve somebody good and real. <laughs> and Ava, I don't remember. Oh, he's like, Ava, you are special. And you'll always be <laughs> Thanks, David. That's Yeah, I need your validation. That's I the need boost. This from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I <laughs> What a scumbag. Did you get any of his conversations with Harry? Uh one, I think, when he was like, I need I need to Drugs. know Maxine Williams' location or oh. something like that. Oh shit, that. Yeah. That was whew. I think I missed the video where Maxine reveals that she has videos of him or something because I I did not understand I I missed the part where he wanted to go and see her to get the okay. videos deleted. Did did you so see th that part? Yeah. yeah, so um Maxine's basically having a cam show and she's like, "Oh, Night 81 wants a private show." Okay, and then she opens it up night 81 and it's david and she's like david you stupid motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like i have recorded all these videos because like you have been stalking me and like i will release them um, oh i see i've yeah. se okay i okay then i did see that one i wasn't sure if he threatened yeah. her or something beforehand no no this is just her her like being laying down the border <laughs> the right border, okay the boundary yep Okay. Yeah. No, when you put Maxine in that perspective, I actually it, it makes a lot of sense because he needs an outlet where he can just be himself. But yeah. still. But he's do it he, like he can do it with his wife. That's the thing. Cuz she knows yeah. what's up. He can be he can be vague about it, kind of like he is with Maxine because he doesn't give like exact specifics, but he gives the truth. But he chooses not to do it with Emma because Emma was just like a thing to protect and to own. Also, him, like, cheating on Emma is, like, a whole nother bag of worms. I don't, I just don't know what his plan was, like, unless yeah. they had some sort of conversation where that's okay, given his job. At least job. wear a condom. But, yeah. 
Just wear a fucking condom. <laughs> like, at the very least, if you are doing this, wear a goddamn condom. If, if, if telling lies has taught me anything, it's that you really don't have to be that intelligent to get into the FBI. No. I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh. I just... Can I talk about Shave David, the nightmare image that is his face? Sure. Yeah. I don't like Shave David. That's okay. it. That's yeah, all I, I don't want. I hate him. I hate him that with that look. It looks so bad. No, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Sorry you had to see that. <laughs> oh, actually, there is something legitimately that was truly uncomfortable every time. Uh-huh. Anytime David would kiss the screen... Or, like, oh, yeah. bring his beard up to the screen and, like, joke around with his child. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like you being closer to the camera. Please step back, sir. He's like, give me a kiss. And it's like, Ugh. I don't want to give you a kiss, Ugh. David. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't know who does. Especially, like, after you learn about his character. And anytime you get one of those videos afterwards, you're like, this is even more repulsive. Yeah, but you know who thinks that everyone wants to kiss David? David. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, that's true. Oh. He, he could have been talking to Mike in that video, and I'd be like, well, that's weird. <laughs> Did okay. you get the uh, Tywin Lannister-like scene that Mike has? Yes! Where he's, like, cutting steak for some reason. Yeah. And he's, like, doing this weird, painful metaphor about, like, you know, David, you're a dull blade right now. Dull blades, ha. Huh? Knives, ha. Huh? You know, some people think folded knives are really where it, like where the strength I, comes from. But right. I like synthetic knives. And, you know, you just got to resharpen them. You got to hammer the knives, all knives back to sharpness, David. Do you understand, David? And there is no freaking way that scene wasn't influenced <laughs> by or inspired by the um, the Tywin Lannister scene. Because yeah, that's literally just all just I him cutting into a deer carcass. Yeah, that's that was that was funny. And I didn't really think like. And we, I think that was the last scene with him, too. I don't think we got anything else. Correct. I think that is the last timeline scene for uh, Mike. Unsettling dude. Oh, for sure. Is there any last points you want to hit before we move on to questions? Are the questions related to the game? We have one of them, that is. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to read Amundi's question, then? Sure. Um, Amundi's question is... What do David's actions and ultimate suicide say to you about cis-heteromasculinity and its impact on emotional regulation and expression? Do you think redemption would have been possible for his character if you excluded the murder of Paul, or do his broader actions and relationships preclude him from redeeming his character? Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I don't think there is any redemption for David. <laughs> Like, even excluding the whole Paul aspect, it's just the way he sees women as essentially just ancillary to his life, and he can just kind of use them however he wishes, and if they don't abide by his will, then he gets angry and, like, really aggressive and scary. He has a total cop mentality. I think also this relates to why he wants to become a cop in the first place. Did you get that conversation with him and Maxine? Mm -mm. Okay, so he wants to become a cop in the first place because his dad was a cop, and his dad brought him to the station one day and he was just sitting waiting in the fish tank, just kind of hanging out, playing his game boy. And then this one detective like comes in and brings like 
a sex worker who's like really attractive, really hot, and David's like, wow, she she's really really attractive, and she comes to a place like this. And then the detective, like the woman, just starts like crying, and the detective comes in and starts like hugs her and reassures her. And David says, at that moment, I knew I wanted to be just like him. His relationship to women, like, and how like them being like these vulnerable, helpless creatures mm. that he is supposed to protect and nurture and take care of, and they should listen to him because he is the strong man. Like that relationship is fundamental to who David is. Interesting. What I about see what you? you mean? Well, to I'm just kind of scanning the question here. So, what do his actions and ultimate suicide say about cis heteromasculinity and its impact on emotional regulation and expression? I think you kind of you kind of uh, hit on a pretty you know substantial aspect of David too. I because when you said that, I was thinking. That's, you know, that's certainly part of it. And then also, like, he wants to be able to help people. And I think his his goal of helping people may have been, I want to find the right word, corrupted by, uh, unintentionally, maybe subconsciously corrupted by, you know, the aspect of being a, a knight in shining armor to damsels in distress. Um, but in terms of the redemption possibility i think just from a purely storytelling aspect if he had not died and they'd made another game that was the same length or a little bit longer and he spent the entire following game uh trying to learn from his mistakes and, and trying to be a better person and acknowledging the I don't I don't know if toxic masculinity is what I'm trying to say, but I'm just thinking about Theon Greyjoy. I know we talked about Tywin and that made me think about it, but I was like, when because at the beginning I was like Theon should probably just die because I don't see anything redeeming, and he just kept suffering and suffering and suffering and trying to be better, um, and not taking advantage anymore. But the thing with David is he's so confident. I mean, Theon was too, and he literally had his his stuff cut off. So maybe if David had his stuff cut off and could no longer <laughs> use that as uh, <laughs> as um, <laughs> what is the word when you like have a reason to do something? Um, motive. Motive. All right. Maybe if he didn't have that as a motive anymore, and he could focus on being a good person, maybe then. So maybe then what you're saying is castration for any sex offender. Is that an option? <laughs> Tell I, me that wouldn't you know, lower the rate. I mean, no, because it's about power. Well, in my in my instance, I'm going to say if I wrote telling lies to <laughs> David would just... be castrated and not be blown up and he would spend the entire game trying to be Suffering. a better person until he ends up sacrificing himself to not really do anything to the Night King. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's t telling lies too. It's just Mike torturing David for five hours. <laughs> I don't know if that would really be redemption, but <laughs> maybe, I don't know. We'll never know we gotta, because we'll never know because he's dumb.
Yeah. All right. Uh, this next question is from our uh, co-host of mine, Dale Flashpoint. I have been thinking about VR games a lot lately and wanted to know if you think the technology has hit a wall or if there's anything that can be done to push that into the next level. Jake, what do you feel about VR? I think... So I played David Immortal. Uh, David? <laughs> God, Darth Vader. No, Vader Immortal. <laughs> Vader Immortal. At I mean, a David Buster's person. a while ago. And I thought that it was this crazy... Um, uh, not crazy, but it was just a really interesting experience. Because when you put on the helmet and you you hold the the nunchuck things it's it can see like when you press a button your your finger it like it goes down or it go if you release the button your finger opens so you can like use the force to pull something to you mm -hmm. um i was thinking that it's not it's not that it's hit a wall it's that there are certain technical details that are going to slowly be improved upon until we do hit a wall, but I don't know what the wall looks like. Because what I was thinking is, I don't know if you've seen videos of the Resident Evil 4 um, uh, for the Oculus Quest. but I'm not. It's, I heard it's, it's good, though. I heard it's really good. It's it's crazy good. Like, it's not anything groundbreaking, but, like, it's definitely the furthest we've gone in, like, VR. You can see your hands. So, so what I think is, like, you put on a glove, and the glove has... Um, sensors in each of the joints of your fingers so whenever you move it you can see every little detail moving so when you look down with your vr goggles on you can see your hand moving as you're actually moving it um to probably be expensive but i feel like that's a realistic next step for that is that is that the wall though is the technological wall is is actually it's expense because you said in order to experience uh david immortal you had to uh go to a david busters <laughs> Um, it had to be a public uh, VR device, which honestly, not gonna lie, I would have like sanitized the shit out of that before I got in. I, 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 uh, we did, but okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I would never do that, but I just couldn't resist because it was Darth Vader. Oh but yeah, no, I, I couldn't resist either. So I, so it was a um, so sure there is the expense aspect, but you, I, I, I don't think that what I'm trying to say is like. No. <laughs> VR has not hit a wall. <laughs> okay. Okay. You you think so like you think it'll keep going and they'll just keep expanding. 100%. I think that the my dream for VR is one where you could transfer your consciousness into a video Jesus game. Christ. Um and I think that's something that's not going to happen. But I think uh, that is a horrifying concept. Uh <laughs> I know, but I want it. Uh, Sword Art Online, please. <laughs> you know the story was that was bad, yeah? Uh, they made it look cool. Okay, you know what? Honestly, the story is, yeah, it's a bad situation, but ain't it cool? And I, I won't lie, the story does portray it that way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's it might probably be bad, why I, but it's cool. <laughs> that's probably why I don't like that show. Uh, we got another VR question, if you want to read that. Sure. This is from The Traveler. Do you think there's space for a VR company outside Oculus slash Meta at this point? 
There's obviously a demand for the experience, but Meta has certainly made the entry point for new companies very pricey. Yeah, I don't think there's barely any space in the VR. You just have to have massive capital to burn because, uh, I mean, nobody's buying this shit. It's so expensive. <laughs> like, it's so expensive to research and develop. And so it just has to be from big companies, maybe like Google, but also they'll probably give it up in two years like they did with Stadia. Yeah. Stadia. I, um, well, I don't know. I, I think it'll just have to be a big company, like you said. I can see Elon Musk being like, I'm going to pioneer oh. VR, oh, unfortunately. No. But you that's will be just, able to that's use this VR device while your Tesla autopilots into a group of children. Also, here's a flamethrower. <laughs> we attached it to the front of the car. <laughs> Mad Max! <laughs> Except he's going to be like, we're going to call it Mad Musk. Which actually oh. sounds like a like a oh. stank. <laughs> He's got some mad musk over there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, companies, big companies, would have to do it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna just move on because now Mad Musk is stuck in my head. <laughs> um, this one is from Uncle. Quotations, Uncle. Uh, what do you think will be the a big disappointment to the video game world in 2022? What will be a big surprise? Do you have a big disappointment predicted, Jake? Um, I think that Nintendo will do something that's going to make everyone groan. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just, I, I just already know. I think Nintendo will just still be Nintendo the way that it will is. Will Breath of the Wild 2 just completely flop and suck? No, I, I think it'll be amazing and truly great, but I think Nintendo will do or say something else that'll be like, can't you just act like you care about the consumer for a second? You say, big disappointment, bit. more Nintendo stuff on your horizon. Yeah. Oh, that the uh, Super Mario movie will come out this year. It is coming out this year. Are you talking about the movie? The movie. Okay. You don't want to hear Jack Black play Bowser? Honestly, no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, actual actual big disappointment though. I'm 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 trying to think of like what are games coming out this year that I think will just be a complete flop. I mean, Nintendo will probably do something where they manage to effectively erase any trace of ROMs on the internet whatsoever. Yeah, that'll probably be the big one. Do you have a big surprise, Jake? I just kind of want to sp like speak it into existence. <laughs> so I'm going to say oh. that Hideo Kojima is going to announce that he is going to be working on Silent Hills and Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro are going to be working on it too. Mm -hmm. oh, That's what I'm going to make. Know I think Starfield's just going to be an absolute boring-ass game. Oh, okay. Is that your disappointment? Yeah, it'll be a massive disappointment, and yeah, I can hopefully see that. it'll be a disappointment to everyone else. And okay. surprise, I think a lot of people are going to get into Live Alive. And I really hope it surprises a lot of people. I thought you were going to say that the big surprise will be that Starfield is actually great. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a surprise to me. Uh, <laughs> or, oh no, actually I do... I have like a 
maybe this won't happen. I don't think it will, but I'm nervous about it. Maybe a mm. big disappointment will be Bayonetta 3. Oh, I hope not. I hope not, but I'm a little worried. I don't know. We'll, we'll no. see as that comes out. Um, Jake, do you want to read this last question? Yes, from Suzor. What's a game you thought you'd enjoy but actually hated? I've been looking at this question almost the entire time, kind of passively, thinking it in the background, and I'm still having a hard, hard time. That's a good question. It is a great question. Do you got one, Jake? I'm I'm thinking about it. It's it's a tough one because I I feel like there are games like that. I got one. Okay. Um, I thought I would enjoy. Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 but I hated it because oh. it was the last one in the series and the cutscenes it's like they, they just totally got lazy and were like we're just going to take not even clips screenshots of the anime and we're just going to oh. put them in, in the, in the cutscenes I was like, what? You didn't do that for the last three games? You couldn't make animations? So, the fighting aspect was cool. But... Yeah, you, you the, hated it quite a bit. The storytelling was like... I was like, what the heck? They just like didn't care anymore. It was so weird. They were like, well, we gotta get the last one out. Let's just throw a bunch of screenshots together. I was like, I don't know. I, I was like offended by it. Damn. That's big. I, I said I said my piece. <laughs> I'm still thinking. I'm looking at my worst list that I wrote last year. Mm. What what was what was on that? Worst of the year. Okay, let's see. Oh, I thought I would like twelve minutes. Oh. I thought I would love twelve minutes. It sounded like exactly my sort of game. It was bad. It was so, so bad. Yeah, I you know, I have it on my wish list because I just never took it off because I'm curious about it, but I even when it went on sale, I was never going to get it. But it's on Game Pass. Maybe I'll just. It's on it Game there. Pass. I mean, if you want to play a game that is interesting in theory, and then want you want to be like absolutely enraged at the end, highly recommend it. It gives strong emotion, and honestly, everyone who has Game Pass that are interested in this sort of game should try it to see like why these games sometimes don't work. Mm -hmm. I think that is very inst it's very instructive on like what a. Um, story that is based around twists how they can like harm the narrative itself okay i uh think that is it for us jake where would you like to be found online if people are looking to see what you're up to what you're doing what you're working on where should they look for you well i guess on my twitter which is jake mva okay are you, are you currently working on anything that you want to hint at? Well, there is a game coming out sometime this year called Royal Duality, which is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure story. Um, mm -hmm. it's, that's a very, very generic explanation of what it is, but it's it's cool. It's like you, you, you're going through a story um, book, and it's, it's not like action-y or anything, but you trying to figure out how to describe it because it's kind of like it makes like honestly telling lies kind of made me think about it but instead of going through and just picking out what's already been said you mm -hmm. get to you get to 
it's it's like I don't know. Think about think about a fantasy a fantasy book, and then you can pick the things you say, and what you say, and the choices you make affect how things play out, just like that. Okay, and what are you doing on the project? I am actually I. I'm not really sure how much I can say, but I okay. I play kind of a secret character that I don't okay. want to talk too much about. But so I, you I so you are lot. voicing a character in it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's really cool. Thank you. Um, you all can find me at uh, Fade and Cross, all one word, and I post a lot of writing stuff in there, and it's pretty neat. I wrote mm-hmm. a thing about Book of Boba and the Marvelification of Star Wars. That was cool. I mean, it wasn't cool, but the writing was neat. Your writing, specifically. My writing. Yes. My writing, specifically. (laughs) Okay, he's got the best writing, you guys. I got the best rotes. (laughs) And next month, we are going to be playing an RPG on Game Pass. Uh, It's also, I believe, on Switch and PS4. Uh, We're going to be playing Nobody Saves the World. Uh, That should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very topical, and also <laughs> kind of related to telling lies. <laughs> Nobody saves the world because you're an FBI infiltrator, making sure it doesn't happen. Hey, did David? So did David do? I'm assuming the FBI didn't actually want the group to blow up that bridge. Is that right? Correct. They just wanted them to plan to blow the bridge. Okay, and, and then um, David did it anyway. Yeah. Which is why David thinks he's a good guy. Okay. Yeah cool i just wanted to <laughs> just wanted to make sure about that Speaking yeah no we clarify away that's okay but thank you so much for joining me jake this is great it's my pleasure faden thank you for having me on